can run on for a long time, run on for a long time, run on for a long time. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Hello and welcome to season two of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kelby Bachman, and the song you just heard is God's Gonna Cut You Down by Johnny Cash, and it is also the walkout song for the next guest on the show, Josh Schomburger. Josh is the president and event organizer for Think Iowa City. He has been instrumental in the transformation of the Coralville slash Iowa City area and has played a major role in putting together the Soldier Salute and also getting the UWW World Cup and Girls High School State Wrestling Tournament to Extreme Arena. This is a great opportunity to get to know someone who is a huge advocate for the sport of wrestling and who is behind all these new and exciting opportunities for the sport of wrestling in the state of Iowa. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy Josh Schomburger. We can start with, you know, what is Think Iowa City? Because I don't think a lot of people know really much about it. Mm-hmm. And so without Think Iowa City, you know, I mean, I don't know where the World Cup would be, you know, if it would even be here. So like, you know, maybe start by, first off, you're the president, you know? So, yeah. and then there's Think Iowa City. Like, how did all this kind of come about? Well, our, I head up an organization here in Iowa City, Coralville, North Liberty, called Think Iowa City. And it's also mm-hmm. we also oversee the Iowa City Area Sports Commission. And just about every city in the United States that's of any size, uh, I think there's about 32 in Iowa, dozens and dozens and dozens in every state, has economic development organizations that help lead economic and community development. Most of those communities have a, have a chamber of commerce and have a convention and visitors bureau. And so we're the Convention and Visitors Bureau for this particular area. We're kind of known as the Destination Marketing Organization. And it's our job to go out and put this community on a map and raise awareness of it as a destination for leisure visitors, for sporting events, for conferences, for meetings. And so we have an entire team here that works on that and all across the board and one of the easiest things to get done and deliver on is wrestling just because we love our <laughs> wrestling so much. So mm-hmm. uh, we've had a lot of big time events here uh, from the Olympic trials to World Cup in 18 to U.S. Opens. And and so we're excited to welcome back the World Cup. Yeah. Were you was there something like Think Iowa City or your organization before this yeah. came about? Because you said, OK. And what was that? So it was the, it's the Iowa City Coralville Convention and Visitors Bureau. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, we still operate legally under that name, but that came about in 1980 oh, wow. okay. uh, when the organization was founded. And then I joined the organization in 2001. So I've been here uh, a while now, mm-hmm. and about maybe five or six years ago, we kind of formally changed our name from the Iowa city Coralville convention and visitors bureau to think Iowa city. Okay. Yeah. So how were you also instrumental in the reshaping? Being of that Coralville area, like the extreme arena and that whole, because that, my dad loves it, by the way. Like he, I mean, his favorite spot is 30 hop, you know, so he loves going there. And, but that whole area has just, it's, I don't know, it seems like it's rejuvenated at least that part of town, Coralville, especially, you know, it seems like it's just rejuvenated that area, you know? Yeah, for sure. Well, one of my uh, roles here as leading this organization is in just community development and quality of life and things like that. So 
I have been here a long time and and I and that particular area and uh I, I worked very closely with the city manager of Coralville and we've spent the last 15, 18 years of our lives redeveloping that entire 185 acre district. Uh he he's he's our leader and and I've worked hand in hand with him and uh, when we started it in 05, we built the uh, the Marriott Hotel and Conference mm-hmm. Center, which has since now changed and now the Hyatt Regency. Uh, that was the first project in that 185 acres. And the last anchor, you know, fast forward 18 years later, uh, the fast forward is the uh, is the Extreme Arena and Green State Family Fieldhouse, mm-hmm. which which uh, the two of us worked for about 10 years to get wow. built. And then we opened it in September of 20. And as a big wrestling guy and a big wrestling <laughs> fan building that, uh, you better believe that every single meeting, I just always had an eye towards sight lines and called a mat <laughs> in the back and everything we need to make sure that we own wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> what, why did, so, sorry, I'm for, at first, first off, I'm astonished at like, you know, this has been an, so far an 18 year project. I don't think a lot of people really stop to think about that. Like this wasn't just something that, has it's taken a lot of time and effort and 18 years of planning and it's got to feel good to see it all come to fruition right now where you're just like wow just this is exactly what i was thinking it was going to look like yeah it is rewarding it's it's fun um, it's fun like in moments too you know last um last january when when we hosted the fourth annual non-sanctioned girl state wrestling tournament and we were able to work for a while with the girls union and everybody else. Uh, certainly Eric up in Waverly shell rock was a big part of this. A lot of people, Charlotte Bailey to get girls sanctioned. And it's really rewarding to see everything kind of come together. This brand new building that's rocking. The girls feel like rock stars. We sanction it that night. And now we're going to be the new home for the sanctioned girls state tournament. And, you know, just four years ago, there was, I think 150 girl wrestlers that weighed in and 80 that wrestled in the first tournament. And right now this year, I was just looking at something last night. There's 2,300 high school girls uh, wrestling. So, I mean, you go from, you go from 80 to 2,300 in four and a half years. And um, it's awesome. So moments like that, you know, we just announced a country guy, Parker McCollum, who's going to be there in February. That's, exploded people love parker mccollum i don't know my country as well as others but so it's fun to see that and have people have those experiences and know that i was fortunate enough to play a role in creating that experience for somebody to even have yeah where did your passion and love for wrestling come from well i grew up in the military brat so i never really knew wrestling um mm-hmm. most of my life was in san diego so i was into surfing and uh, i was into <laughs> golf and stuff like that. But I went to a high school out there that's just dominates wrestling in California called Poway High School. And they they just crush. Um, and they have for decades and decades. But I moved back to Iowa in the late 90s. My parents were originally from here. And I have uh, all my cousins are uh, half brothers with Matt McDonough. And so I kind of grew up Matt as part of my family and following Matt. And, and obviously, um, I got to know and, and worked very closely with Dan Gable and, and Tom and Terry Brands and Mike DeRoe, all those guys. Um, and just following Matt, I quickly was fell in love with wrestling um, soon after I got here, late 90s, early 2000s. And, and uh, 
you know, then the ability and the opportunity to tie in this love of wrestling with what we do as a job and knowing that when we put on events and we do them right, uh, we can have the biggest crowds in the world here. And so, um, and it all flows together. So, yeah, I absolutely love it. I've been fortunate to get very close with UWW and USAW, which is why we have these opportunities. I was just mm-hmm. in Serbia uh, a couple months ago for world championships. Nice. Uh, I was in Rome a couple months earlier for U17 Worlds. And, um, you know, so it's great. Uh, the relationships I've developed with the guy who does what I do in Baku, Azerbaijan or Cairo, Egypt or Budapest, uh, you know, we've all become really good friends in a network and we're all cheering each other on. And that's certainly to the benefit of not just me personally, but the state of Iowa, because they all know when they roll in here, these 18 countries in a couple of weeks, they're going to wrestle in front of more fans than they ever have in their life. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they're coming from Mongolia or Slovakia or wherever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I guess another thing before we kind of get into the world cup a little bit was, was there ever, um, I don't say a fear of failure, but uh, you know, wrestling isn't this huge money-making sport per se. Yeah. Um, you know, so was there ever any hesitation of like, is this going to work? Like, is, is this really going to put wrestling? Are we going to be able to make this work with wrestling? You know, there hasn't been. That's a great question. And mm-hmm. I do that with every single other event that we get involved in. We do a lot of events. Um, cycling um, is a big one here in our community as well. But with wrestling, I already had to the certain degree, uh, the table was a little bit set with Dan Gable and Tom Brands. Mm-hmm. You know, we sell out home wrestling duels here. So uh, this state, uh, all the way over across the state into Nebraska, uh, you know, this whole region loves their wrestling. And so it's a matter of just going about it right on the front end. We knew that Olympic trials would explode if it came to Iowa, had typically been in tier one cities like Vegas and Dallas. Mm-hmm. You know, we blew the doors off that. And, um, you know, now all that said, this one that we're doing in a couple months is the most challenging. <laughs> and it's the most challenging because the UWW originally had World Cup in April. And April is like a target rich date for, you um, the start of of freestyle Greco season. Everything's wrapped up. We're ready to roll. Let's get into freestyle. Let's get into Greco. Everybody's getting ready to train for trials. They're getting ready to train for worlds. Awesome. They moved to calendar and UWW said World Cup has to be in December now. We still took advantage of it and said we're going to do it, but it's been a lot more challenging because where are we at? We're in the middle of high school wrestling season. Uh, We're in the middle of Hawkeye wrestling season. They're away, uh, but... um, you know, we're still going to have a phenomenal crowd and an atmosphere and it's going to be electric and everybody that's visiting will not know any difference, but I will. (laughs) (laughs) I want, uh, I want it packed to the gills. Mm -hmm. I think we'll get there, but it's been a little bit slower. Yeah. And also, you know, the world cup, the, the FIFA world cup, you know, starts in a few days. So that's a a whole nother layer of, of uh, challenges too, because that's a, big deal across the globe and so again yeah that you're you have you have some things you know challenges but it sounds like you're up for it yeah yeah for sure we love a challenge and <laughs> when you surround yourself with wrestlers uh you're, you you try not to be afraid of going after anything <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and you know i will say um i did read some rumblings um you know about the world trials 
and the attendance yep. didn't appear to be as expected on yep. the outside looking in, you know, yep. I unfortunately didn't attend, but, um, you know, there were some, you were the problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm kidding. Much. I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. no, but uh, kind sort of, you know, um, I'm in Omaha, so four hours away. Um, mm-hmm. and unfortunately wasn't able to make the trip and you know, the, you get on Twitter and you know, you, yeah. you see some stuff there. So like how you see no, no ripping, ripping the tenants. Uh, <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So like, yeah, well, you know, that's a great question. I'm glad you asked me that. Cause I've got a great answer for it. Um, awesome. Good. The world team trials attendance did suck. Uh, the problem was it wasn't the world team trials and here's the situation. I, fans uh, are smart. Fans are smart, right? It was a challenge tournament. Right. In the middle of May, after the students had left, when they when we had to schedule it, and the way it works now with world team trials, unlike the Olympic trials, is you challenge to get the chance to wrestle to be on the world team. But if you come home a world medalist, you don't have to participate in the challenge tournament or even show up. So in almost every weight at that tournament, you're wrestling to second place to semifinals and then you stop and then you go to Oklahoma city or you go to New York for the final step, which is final X. So there's three different events to try to determine who makes the world team with the world team trials challenge tournament that we took here as as in many ways, a favor to USA wrestling. Uh, It doesn't quite have the attractiveness of you and I going and saying we're going to a tournament and the people that walk out of there, that's our world team walking out of the building, like the Olympic trials, they're wrestling and the emotion to make that team is awesome. But the emotion doesn't come in a challenge tournament when in so many weights, even the weights that wrestled to finals, cause they didn't have a world medalist, they stopped at semis. And then they went and wrestled either in Oklahoma city or New York, that final match on flow for final X. So really challenging situation all the way around world team trials is never going to have the attendance. Olympic trials does anyway, just because the nature of everybody wants to see the Olympic team, even though we know as wrestling fans making a world team and being a world championship in a lot of, a lot of ways is, is even harder than, than being an Olympic champ, depending on what weight you're at. Yeah. Wow. Um, so very, a lot, lot, lot there, but yes, very well. Uh, said. And, and, yeah, it just it. is what it is. <laughs> yeah, you know that's that's a really way, great way to put it. You know, if if you went to a tournament, any tournament, Big Tens, you know, NCAA's, and they stopped and had the finals matches to determine an NCAA champ, conference champ, a different day at a different spot, how many people would actually still go and watch that tournament? Right, and a lot of them, a lot of them watched it mm-hmm. but it's easier to save your money for one of those yep and watch it on flow mm-hmm. uh, and watch those matches and and then everybody wants to see the stars right everybody wants to see the stars and when the stars get a bye to the finals because they're a current reigning medalists uh it's it's a it's a pretty it's not weak because they're all also they're all rock stars at the top of their game but who doesn't want to see Jordan Burroughs in a tournament? <laughs> right. Yeah. Who are, you want to see the King. Uh, you want to see Taylor. You want to see Dake. You want to see Snyder. None of them are participating in a challenge tournament. 
Exactly. Yep. So even Gilman, the local boy, right? And, and the and the Nebraska uh, Council Bluffs boy. Yeah, he he didn't have to wrestle in it, so he wasn't there. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So that that puts any worries to bed for me. You know about attendance issues. You know that's very well said. A very good point made there. So anybody out there who was who was struggling with, you know, is there going to be that type of attendance? At the World Cup, yeah, I don't think so. no, that's well, well, well. World Cup is still challenging in in, in respect because of what I said earlier with with the word the date, yeah. But also, you know, also international wrestling is still no guarantee to to um, to USA wrestling to folk style. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, across the entire United States, whenever there's been an international duel, you're not going to get the attendance you're going to see at Okie State, Iowa or Penn State yeah. or Michigan. It just is what it is. But mm-hmm. but uh, the true wrestling fans, if you want to see the best of the best and you want to see Jordan Burroughs dominate an Iranian or in a Mongolian or a Japanese guy, uh, there's nobody better in the world than Jordan Burroughs. Right. Yeah. So now I guess, yeah, let's switch to the World Cup, the UWW World Cup, December 10th and 11th. Um, this is the second time it's coming back to Iowa city, you know, how did, how are you able to even get it in Iowa city in the first place? And now to have it come back yeah. the second time. Well, USA wrestling, again, I, I mentioned, we, we work very, very closely with them and they certainly have high level confidence in my team here. Uh, Luke Eustace mm-hmm. runs our sports commission, wrestled at Iowa, uh, very knows how to put on a wrestling tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, the rest of our team knows. So, so when these opportunities come up, the United States wants to host when possible. And the only time they've ever hosted international events like this, like his senior championships or this or that, you know, fortunately, USA Wrestling has some some pretty big benefactors attached to them that help subsidize those costs. Uh, they don't need to do that as much in a place like Iowa City, where ticket sales and attendance will help drive part of the agenda. So. They asked whether or not we'd explore looking at World Cup, which is the most the senior, most pre premier dual ter- team tournament in the world. And we explored that and, and decided to give it a try in 2018 and really well. Um, you know, we were able to cash flow it, which is the first thing we kind of look at. Can we pay all the bills and and put on a show? And then after 2018, though, I just really felt like there were some elements that this product could be approved a lot more. And so I grabbed Eustace and we went over to Switzerland and we uh, went to meet with the UWW and Vevey in their headquarters uh, in Geneva, near Geneva, and just basically said, hey, listen, we're willing to host this again and we want to be the United States location for World Cup. But we've got a couple suggestions for you to make the product that much more, that much better for fans, but then also that much more valuable when you go and try and sell it to other cities to host in future years. And there were two big things we put on there, actually three. The first one is we wanted the women's World Cup at the same time as the men. Everybody's talking about equity in athletics and putting women and giving equal opportunity for women's athletics as men. Let's put them at the exact same event, two mats, center of the ring, and let the women's tournament happen alongside the men's. Uh, you know, let's let's not just play at lip service. Let's do it and give them a proper stage and showcase. And 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 they agreed, and and uh, that was phenomenal. Uh, the other thing is you got to have some serious penalties for countries that don't show up. 
In 18, we were a little hurt at the end when um, hurt damaged the product, not emotionally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe me. I was a little upset. But um, when uh, when Iran and Russia were able just to back out and then Russia was to have all this bullcrap excuses is that we didn't let them in the country and they didn't want we didn't want them to come wrestle us and blah, blah, blah. All 100 percent nonsense. I have documentation from the consulate at the Moscow embassy uh, explaining that you can't ask for visas six weeks before the tournament and expect to get everybody through. They knew for a year that they were qualified and they decided to just go around and get a list pulled together that was half complete anyway. All all propaganda and, and junk. Mm-hmm. Same with Iran at the time, although they had some other issues and some turmoil that prevented them from coming. Well, when you're wrestling, fans want to see the best matchups. And so, you know, at the 11th hour, we had to, thankfully, Mongolia and India stepped up and came in and wrestled, uh, which was a huge lift for us. So we told the UWW, you got to put some teeth in this. They've got to be penalized. If they don't show up, if they're qualified, they got to be penalized. So in Serbia, at the World Championships every year, it, it not only determines world champions, but it determines team rankings best team in the world, nation in the world. United States just finished this war in Serbia as the number one team in the world. Iran was number two. Mongolia was number three. Japan was number three. Mongolia and Republic of Georgia. Well, all those five teams immediately qualify as the top five in the world to wrestle in the World Cup. Same thing happens on the women's side. They also added, the third thing was they added an all-world team. So, the all-world team is complete horsepower and, and fire right now. The men's side, the worst-ranked guy on the all-world team finished fifth in Serbia, uh, the heavyweight. So everybody else on the men and women's team, for the most part, meddled. So it's an all-star team, but we have all-stars in these countries, so they call it an all-world team. And that is the sixth team in each field. And it is it has become electric. They just had the Greco World Cup in Baku, mm-hmm. Azerbaijan last weekend. And the all-world team, I think, finished second. Uh, and they're going to have that much horsepower here, too. Um, the guy from Albania that beat uh, Gilman in the finals is wrestling 57 kilo in the all-world team. So some crazy, crazy tough matchups. But the product is that much better, that much more electric. And you're going to see some serious wrestling uh, on the men and women's side. Uh, Japan's number one in the world. We're number two. Mm-hmm. You know, I fully expect Terry Steiner to bring the crew in here and put a thump in our Japan and Iowa. <laughs> Iowa. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So if I understand this correctly, the all world team is basically wrestlers whose team didn't qualify for the world cup, but still placed high enough or at a certain, you know, placement to qualify to make the all world team. Yeah. So if you're not in the one of the qualifying nations, they select you based on your world ranking. So the guy from Albania, Albania isn't a not, not top five team, but that guy at 57 kilo uh, who beat Gilman is the highest ranked wrestler uh, in the world, not on one of the five teams. And they went down the list, 10 weights, both sides. Wow. And then the backups are just strong. So. <laughs> Uh, they could probably wrestle a, a B team and and beat some of the countries. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's that that makes it a lot more fun and interesting that you were able to have that even come together like yeah. that. That's because there are team, you know, there are wrestlers out there like that 
don't have the greatest team, but they're dang good. 100%. So it's going to yeah. be awesome. Italy, Cuba, India, right. they've all got one or two guys that are like just crush. Yeah. Uh, but um, they're never, their team, their, their nation's never going to qualify as a team top five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let me ask real quick about Russia. What's the standing with Russia and, and uh, them participating or not participating? Well, they're not allowed to participate. Uh, they've been uh, kind of set aside, as has Belarus. Uh, they've mm-hmm. been suspended from UWW for uh, the invasion in Ukraine. So they were not able to participate in world championships in Serbia. Uh, they were set to host the world championships next year, but it was just announced a couple of days ago that the Serbia will host again next year, mm-hmm. the world championships. And um, so, yeah, they will not be participating uh, on the men's side, we will have Iran here. Uh, we will have mm-hmm. um, Mongolia, Georgia, Japan, and then the all-world team. And then the women's side, we'll have Japan, uh, China, Mongolia, and Ukraine. Uh, you know, the entire Ukrainian women's team will be here, which is wow. an amazing story in and of itself. Uh, and we look forward to to welcoming everybody, but especially Ukraine uh, with open arms here in just a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Is there an all-world women's team? There is. There's an okay, all-world cool. women's team, and there's each of those world teams have about seventy. They represent about seven to eight other nations. Like the, I think the sixty-one gals from Greece, the heavyweights from Turkey. Uh, they're being coached by Moldova because they have two Moldova wrestlers on the team, and whichever, mm-hmm. which who, the all-world team that has the most wrestlers from their nation, they they get to coach the team. So the men's team will be coached by Kyrgyzstan. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. How do you prepare? You know, you just listed off all these countries. How do you prepare to host all these countries, all these cultures, all these languages? You know, how do you get them under one kind of roof, you know, and run a tournament, not only a tournament, but also hosting them um, in the community? Yeah. Uh, Well, it takes a pretty dang big team and we have a great team here and everybody has roles and responsibilities and that extends to a larger team in the community. Uh, One of the things that is probably most rewarding is we work because we're home to the University of Iowa. uh, We work very closely early on as soon as the nations are qualified and we know who's coming. uh, We work with the university to identify students that attend the University of Iowa that are from those nations. And we we end up hiring a couple of those students. So from Iran, Mongolia, Japan, China, we have two students that are from those nations that are here going pursuing academic education. And they will be meeting us, joining us to meet the delegations at the airport. And they will serve as their local ambassadors for the duration of their deal. (laughs) And they are so proud. And every time their country takes the floor to wrestle, those ambassadors will carry their nation's flag in front of their visitors. And it's an amazing opportunity. Uh, Obviously, we have them at certain hotels and we feed them and we work with UWW and a dietitian to make sure that all the meals work with the entirety of the world. Because as you can imagine, uh, you know, folks in uh, China have a little bit different diet and food than folks maybe in Slovakia. Mm-hmm. And so that ret- takes a lot of work. It's months and months. And at this point, it's uh, hours upon the day that we are making final preparations from that sort of side to the entire 
orchestra orchestration of the tournament, uh, mats, uh, everything that's involved in that as well. Wow. What an honor. What yeah, an it's honor. A, it's a big deal. And, you know, we got a good team and I think they've more than earned it with their past successes. And, and, uh, it is an honor though, um, to welcome all of these nations and countries here. Who does the, uh, who holds the American flag then? Do you have a, a student? Yeah. So I have team? two, uh, I have two folks that will do the men's team. And, um, the guy that will hold the flag is going to be Ben Keeter. He's a city high stud uh, who I asked to, to step up in a, as a junior in high school and carry the represent the men's team. He'll be joined by a little nine year old kid that um, has just a really tough little wrestler that uh, has had some medical challenges in life. And he'll carry the sign that says United States of America. And those two will be our ambassadors. Nice. And then on the women, I have a little uh, nine year old girl here locally who her name is. Uh, is uh, Kona Hughes, and she's been wrestling for five years and just absolutely crushing boys. Uh, and uh, was OW as a, a eight and under OW at the national tournament. Wow. And then uh, I have Lily Luft from Charles City, who will carry the American flag for Team USA Women. Awesome! Wow. I you're going to keep close tabs on those uh, on the college kids from the other countries countries make sure they're not taking them to airliner or something right <laughs> yeah they trust me they're not we when they're here to wrestle they're uh they're pretty strict it was mm-hmm. interesting in 08 there was some funny stories like um you know kazakhstan i don't know that they were really prepared to wrestle in the world cup but they mm-hmm. enjoyed the trip and you know they wanted to go to the mall a lot yeah they, oh yeah they probably bought the mall out of ipads and iphones while they were here and <laughs> they wanted to go downtown and i'm like dude you got you guys got to wrestle then after you get beat we'll figure out what we'll have a a, a tour guide for you <laughs> cuba was a great time and uh just fun stories right yeah um i was thinking when you said that um i it didn't even dawn on me about the food situation, you know, about how each country will have their own diet that they need. How do you prepare for that? You know, like to get them the food that they need. Yeah. Well, it's impossible to do it for everybody. So we work with UWW and there's a whole menu uh, that they decide is appropriate and will work with the entirety of the visiting delegations. And there's some unique things that aren't typical to us here in America Mm -hmm. uh, that we do. Like at breakfast, we have a fish at every breakfast. You know, typically people here don't eat fish for breakfast or Mm -hmm. cold fish. And and so we'll have that on the menu. Um, There's a a couple other little things that are unique to maybe Europe or Asia uh, that that we'll have as part of each meal uh, to make them feel a little bit more at home and to align with our uh, regulations. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I gotta say cold fish. That's probably something you like. Cause you're a big sushi fan. So you probably, you probably don't mind. How'd you know that? <laughs> I am a, I am yeah. a big time sushi fan. Yeah. I, I had to do some research to interview. Yeah. <laughs> big sushi fan. And when I am in Europe, like when they do have, you know, uh smoked salmon at, at breakfast every day and uh, who doesn't like a smoked salmon on a bagel? You know what I mean? It's, it's, fantastic and so yeah it, it's good we challenge our hotels because it's up to them to align make sure the menus work but they enjoy it too they don't often get the chefs in those places don't often get to 
flex like they can with this sort of stuff. Right, right. Good point. Where do you go now to get your sushi if you want it? Do you have like a favorite sushi? I do. I have a place just down by the arena there called Konomi. And they've got two or three rolls down there that, uh, you know, I I go and crush two or three times a week. So (laughs) it's it's really good. And, you know, I know it's probably not as good for you as you think, but it just Mm -hmm. feels like it it doesn't feel when you're working out or you're like, that you just ate a steak and mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. You know, it just seems to mentally feel like it's more healthy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I get it. Yeah. Is it like, is it um like a fried sushi or. No, no, no. Or- I, I, I like the, the real stuff. The raw. Um, yeah. I like nigiri, you know, just white. Mm. Tuna. Um, you know, I definitely like, uh, the crab and the, you know, the, they have, they have one down there called an IDK, which is seared, just lightly seared tuna on an mm. avocado cucumber roll. So if you, if you come in town for world cup or anything, you'll definitely want to go and take a quick peek at a, at a Konomi for some sushi. Yeah. That's I'm and already there. Hot, like you said, yeah. and 30 hot for your beers. <laughs> well, he, I don't know. He just loves that place. I don't know. What what kind of place do you have that, that you like besides Konami that, you know, do you like 30 hop or the Iowa athletic club? Yeah. Also? The athletic club's great. I, I like tribute, uh, which is across the street, you know, between the two tribute, the it's more of a uh, lower key restaurant. I, I just like to go in there because it's a little bit smaller setting and the lighting isn't as bright as those other places. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just got a little bit more, uh, almost like a jazz club, lower lighting type feel. <laughs> and I just feel like it's a little quieter and you could really have a good discussion versus uh, 30 Hop and Athletic Club are truly like perfect situations for intermissions of a wrestling tournament. <laughs> if you want to go in there and have a couple a couple, uh, couple sodas, soda pops like Hayden Price <laughs> say. Those are your spots. <laughs> oh, oh, great. I love it. Um, one thing you, you said was you wanted, you're having the World Cup, both teams at the same time, both men's and women's. Um, did you think about having the men's and then the women's and kind of giving each their own spotlight? That'll happen on Sunday. But no, we never really thought about that on okay. Saturday when we compete just because of schedule. And more than anything else, uh, when somebody's there to see Team USA and see Jordan Burroughs wrestle, uh, I want them to look over and see Felicity Taylor throw somebody uh, and go, holy crap. Uh, there's still a lot of our our friends in the wrestling community that haven't quite experienced senior level women's wrestling. And there are some hammers uh, mm-hmm. at the senior level women's wrestling, and they're going to be coming here. I mean, the most popular and probably the most recognized and famous accomplished wrestler of this year is Amita Lore, uh, who is going to be wrestling for her fourth gold in 2022. You know, junior level cadet, cadet world champ, junior <laughs> champ, senior champ. Now she's going to wrestle. I had the gold medal here sitting somewhere that, that you win if you win World Cup. I mean, that's amazing. And yeah. I guarantee you, most folks around here have no idea who Amita is. But when you see her wrestle, you're going to be like, oh, my God, that's like, you know, tuning in entertainment to watch her wrestle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. I I agree. I don't think, you know, she's a star 
and she will burst on the scene here, you know, if she hasn't already. Yeah. You know, um, Tamara Mensa stock is another one that comes to mind that completely, even though she's not making it, but oh, she's not gonna be there. No, she's not. But you know, you know who is is she won't be wrestling, but Adeline Gray will be there. I mean, the most oh, nice. famous women's wrestler, most accomplished. Uh, she'll be in the building uh with her family and uh her new baby twins. And so yeah, I mean, they'll be side by side, but then on Sunday. It'll go women's third place duel, men's third place duel, women's championship match, men's championship match, all on one map. Nice. Wow. So it'll be a big deal. Yeah. And so the first the first day, you know, December 10th, Saturday, that'll be uh, just like a round robin. Is that yeah, kind of how it's set two, up? Two pools of three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Actually, the first day is Friday. So Friday at 645, there will be opening ceremonies. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, for about 20 minutes. And it will be like an opening ceremonies. The entire University of Iowa dance team and some others are choreographing a welcome for all the nations. So it'll be like an Olympic type opening ceremonies. And then they're going to do an hour's worth of official team presentations. So the whole venue will... You know, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the team from Ukraine and everything will be blue and yellow and there'll be fire and smoke and they'll come out and it'll be like a full UFC style press conference atmosphere where fans can have their beers and cheer on the countries. Now welcome the Republic of Georgia. Now welcome Team USA. And so it'll be quite an event on Friday night. Fun. No ticket needed. Just come check it out. And then Saturday, yeah, there's, you start the wrestling, two different pools in each side, men and women of three. Uh, there'll be two matches per each country that day, and you obviously hope to win both to determine whether or not you're wrestling for in the third-place match or first-place match the following day. Wow, that is great to know that, you, that you're having that ceremony on Friday because I didn't know, you know – all the things that I see, it says it's December 10th and 11th. Yeah. So that is huge. That that sounds like a great time to go and watch, you know, that ceremony. Yeah, it will be. And I would encourage everybody just, you could, the whole schedule's up and you can look at everything at worldcupcoralville.com or worldcupiowacity.com. And the schedule's right there and it, it details everything that's happening Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So you won't be able to to miss out on anything if you, if you don't want to. Right on. What do you have, um, you know, during the tournament? Do you have like some fun intermission activities or or do you have anything kind of going on during the tournament, too, that people might want to look out for? Uh, not during intermission. Well, the, the arena staff will work on kind of cleaning up uh, between sessions, but uh, everybody will be over at 30 and athletic club uh, getting <laughs> ready to go to the next session. Uh, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The building is designed in a way which is really cool, too, to where when you're waiting for wrestling to start, you can be on the concourse and look in any of the windows uh, into the field house, and you'll see all of the various nations by flags warming up down there, uh, which will be a lot of fun. And I think fans will really find that um, that interactiveness pretty enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. Um, <laughs> that just reminds me, like, uh, you know, one of my places I like to go when I was um in high school was happy joe's i worked there but they had a big window and so you could watch them make the pizzas it just kind of reminds me that's what it's like yeah um what about the 
I want to touch on the referees real quick. How do you, um, who picks them, selects them? Is that UWW is doing? Yeah. And they, okay. So they do, they pick, uh, they, they assign four neutral referees mm-hmm. uh, from other nations. And then each nation brings a referee uh, that's participating in the event. And then uh, they have their own uh, captain or whatever you might call it, coordinator. And then uh, they'll determine who's refing which much, which matches, which country. Obviously, they they won't get in a situation to where uh, a, a ref coming from Japan is going to be wrestling a Japanese match. Mm-hmm. But um, they they handle all of that. Okay. How do they communicate? I've always wondered. You know, you have a wrestler from Japan, um, you know, a wrestler from Mongolia, and hypothetically have a a ref from the United States. You know, how do you how does the ref communicate between? the two parties or the two wrestlers, I should say. For the most part, every single person that comes here and rest speaks English. Oh, okay. that's, how, that's how it is in all these other nations too. I mean, when I was in Serbia uh, and visiting with all of these countries, including Iran, uh, you know, when I would go and meet with the national federation president or the team leader, uh, they spoke English. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's a blessing that they have uh, that, in all of their schools and everything that English is, is one of the, the world languages. Uh, I wish I could speak Chinese or Japanese or, or <laughs> Arabic, uh, but obviously we didn't, we didn't uh, teach that as, as hard as they teach English over in those mm-hmm. nations. Yeah. Do you, can you speak another language? I, I used to speak Spanish pretty fluently because I grew up <laughs> in Puerto Rico, Cuba, and San Diego. Uh, but I've lost a lot of it. And I was just, uh, I was just in Spain over the summer for about a week and um, it started coming back to me and I could get by, but it's, it's, it's pretty bad. <laughs> it's, it's, they would find it offensive because uh, my verb tenses are all mixed up. <laughs> um, I also want to know um, sort of where, You've been, obviously you've listed a lot of places you've been. Do you have one or two that stick out like, man, this, this is just an awesome place to be, you know, whether it was Serbia or, you know, Spain. Uh, for, for wrestling or just in general? Ooh, good question. Both. Let's go. Yeah. Rest. Let's, let's go wrestling. Uh, for wrestling. Um, I would probably say, uh, Serbia was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't have a huge crowd, but anytime you get over in Eastern Europe or near there for a wrestling event, you know, Budapest, something like that. Uh, and you get a feel, you, you feel the international, the Iranians and their chance mm-hmm. and the other countries and their chance. I mean, it is a different atmosphere. Uh, so I would say really anywhere over there, I, I did go to Cuba, uh, for the uh, Sarah Pilato. And that was really cool to hang out with the Cuban wrestling federation. Uh, you know, you, n- most people can't get into Cuba and can't get into Havana, but I was fortunate enough to, to be uh, credentialed with team USA. And that was pretty special, but those probably be the wrestling ones that I've, mm-hmm. I've been fortunate to go to besides stuff here in the U S uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, outside of that, uh, I have, I have, uh, I would probably put like uh, Iceland on the top of the list. Wow, really? Okay. Uh, Reyk- Reykjavik, Iceland, and just the, the the natural beauty and the change of topography in Iceland is incredible. Uh, Edinburgh, Scotland is amazing. And if you're looking for just a good time with the boys, though, I don't know that there's any place in the world that beats Dublin. <laughs> I mean, I loved, I would go to Dublin uh, anytime with the buddies and. Mm-hmm. 
or, or Austria is awesome for, for being beautiful. Um, there's incredible places all over the world. Mm-hmm. China, China was amazing. Uh, wow. even though a totally different culture, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, t- tough, tough to, uh, get your stomach and diet onto, uh, such a foreign, uh, cuisine. It's, it, it's not a uh, Chinese food like people mm-hmm. think it is here. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, I guess I better ask uh, about hotels and if people are coming from out of town, you know, where should they look um, places they should stay? Is there any sort of like, um, I mean, I don't know if you partner with anybody. Yeah. Well, I would that. say if you could get in the I river landing or anywhere near the venue, that's where you want to be. Cause then you can just stay in the hotel and you can walk to the venue to 30 off to tribute to athletic club and back to your hotel room. Uh, but really there's, there's a lot of great places in Coralville out by Coral Ridge mall is fantastic. Um, you know, the uh, there are hotel rooms available. There's pretty limited. I know in the I river landing right now, because we're largely taking them all <laughs> for all these countries and delegations, but mm-hmm. you know, that's where folks should look. And, you know, in terms of schedule and maps and all the details, again, I would just point you towards the towards the website, uh, worldcupcoralville.com, and everything is listed on there. Participating nations, uh, and that's where more and more information will be updated as we as we get closer and closer over the next twenty days. And you probably have a lot. I mean, you're not going to get very much sleep, I assume, over the next twenty days, are you? No, I mean, bigger problem is we did it to ourselves. Uh, Eustace had this idea to start this major high school wrestling tournament at the first of December called the Dan Gable Donnybrook, <laughs> and it has exploded. And so we are wrestling high school wrestling tournament December 1st through the 4th with over wow. 60 high schools from around the Midwest. And it has become a buzzsaw tournament. Uh, I mean, Liberty comes up from Missouri. It's it's the best of the best in these six states. And then on the night of the 4th, we start setting up for World Cup, which will take seven days. And then we'll host World Cup. And then we'll have a break for two weeks. And then at the end of the month, we're organizing and running the brand new Soldier Salute, which is on the same dates of Midlands, which is bringing in about 20 universities to wrestle Iowa men's and women's programs um, in a in an open tournament at the same venue. So December is going to be no shortage of sleep, but uh, more important than that, wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I was going to ask you, you know, touch on that soldier salute a little bit here while we have a little bit of time left, just, uh, you know, it's the end December 29th and 30th, um, if I'm not mistaken, and yep. um, 20 teams are coming. Yeah, we'll have, uh, well, huh? that's, that's men's and women's, uh, mm-hmm. we'll have, we'll have uh, nine or 10 full teams. And when I say full, they're each bringing like 25 guys. So they'll each bring oh. like two teams. Uh, on the men's side, and then we'll have the same amount on the women's side. And then we have a pile of other schools that are sending, you know, two, four or five guys uh, that'll come to this tournament. So it's a first year event. We're really happy with the field where it's at. And it's going to explode from here once everybody experiences this and everything we're going to do for them. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's something I've wanted to do for a long time. I've been here doing this for 20, two years almost. And I'm a military brat, as I just said, grew up on military bases. And I've always wanted to do a tournament with the Hawks that salutes the military. So I've got some friends in that the academies and uh, our goal is to welcome the six wrestling academies. There's actually eight, but the six main ones every year to come in here. And I just absolutely get goosebumps every time I think about 
uh, creating an opportunity to where everybody that's going to be one of our future military active duty. And if you're a wrestler, you got the chance during your career to come to Iowa City and wrestle in Iowa. And mm -hmm. so that's what I'm trying to create. And we're going to give all the money from it to the USO Iowa. Uh, and so give it to the service charities and it'll be a big time deal. Uh, and I know Hawk fans will show up because they want to see the Hawks wrestle mm -hmm. and it'll be the first time ever that Clarissa's women will wrestle. Um, she'll have 15 women wrestling there. They have to wrestle unattached this year, mm -hmm. but it's quite possible that team unattached might win the title. <laughs> I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if that's ever happened before. I, mean, I don't know if there's attached any unattached team. teams that are winning opens. <laughs> that's knows? that's a great story behind the soldier salute. I, I guess the one question I do have about it is, was there a reason why you, you put it right by the Midlands? When, Our Midlands? Yeah. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, uh, you know, Iowa and a lot of these other schools, they either go to Midlands or they go to, um, to uh, uh, Scuffle. Yep. And you know, so we could have done it either day uh, because that's the tournament. You're, you're not going to just start a new tournament and have one more that they go to. So, mm -hmm. you know, we're in the business of putting our in tournaments. We compete just like mm -hmm. Iowa competes against Northwestern. And I know that we ruffled some feathers with Northwestern as far as creating a new tournament and taking Iowa away. Uh, but as far as I'm concerned, we're keeping Iowa home. Um, and you know, we're giving our, the proceeds to charity. Those are the dates it works best. And, you know, uh, it is what it is. Uh, Northwestern has run Midlands uh, for a long time and it's a benefit for the Northwestern wrestling program. They keep all the money. Uh, you know, that's great. Midlands has been a great well-run tournament. They haven't been able to have it the last couple of years. Uh, there's been some frustration with that. To no fault of their own, mm -hmm. I would think, but it is what it is. So we're creating a tournament. We're giving the money to uh, the USO. And coaches, they're all big boys and girls, and they can decide what's in the best interest of their team. And we're going to go head-to-head -head with Midlands. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. you, if you want to still support the Northwestern Wrestling Program, you can go to Midlands. Mm -hmm. It just is what it is. It's no, no hard feelings, but we're excited about putting on a tournament and the potential that we can create with it. Yeah. What it sounds like just things just keep coming up, man, you know, the world cup and then you got the world cup again, the Donnie Brook, the soldier salute, you know, can you give us a sneak peek into maybe what's <laughs> down the pipeline for what's going, what's next? Well, there's only, I think we'll, after this world cup run, we'll, we'll give it a rest for just a little bit and we'll <laughs> stay focused on Donnie Brook and soldier salute, which are mm -hmm. two, were two things we're really excited about, but I do have one more thing I want to host uh, before I call it a career here. And, and I want junior worlds to come to Iowa. So uh, I think we can do it. I think we can pull it off and I think we can crush it. Uh, it won't be at the new arena. I'd have to go to Carver because I need all the seats, but <laughs> the junior world championships, I think would do very well in Iowa. Wow. So we'll see if I can get it done someday. I, I know UWW and USAW would like me to do it. It's just a matter of whether or not I can get the the numbers to work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Um, and you said you'll take a rest, well deserved rest <laughs> after all this work, because you know we we kind of tend to forget that this 
UWW World Cup has probably been in the works for at least a year, if not okay. longer, you know, that you have been, you and your team have been busting your butt to get this to work and to have it come together. And we're just getting down to the, to the finish line here. So it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think everybody will enjoy it and it'll be an atmosphere unlike anybody has seen at a wrestling tournament anywhere in Iowa. I mean, the amount of time and energy that's going into just the production of this with the screens and everything is truly insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it will be a, quite a show more than, uh, you know, hopefully it doesn't overshadow the wrestling because the wrestling needs to be the show. <laughs> but the whole aesthetics are going to be uh, incredible. Mm-hmm. Are you are you going to be able to take a second to like soak it in and, and <laughs> see and like enjoy it? Or are you going to be running around all over the place? No, we usually do get a chance. We'll sit at that head table. And if we do our job, then um, then we're in a good spot, you know? So mm-hmm. sorry, my phone keeps buzzing. Hopefully you don't pick that up too much. <laughs> That's okay. Not a big um, deal. <laughs> if we do our job right in the prep and preventative maintenance, then we can sit there and take a little bit of it in. But it's usually not until afterwards when I'm – Rewatching it or on television or something um, that I really do appreciate and be able to see what everybody else was able to see. Mm-hmm. Well, if you know, if people don't get a chance to come up and see you and and talk to you and thank you, I want to be you know I'll be on behalf of them. Thank you for what you've done for that area for Iowa City for Coralville for the sport of wrestling, bringing this World Cup here for the second time. Obviously, it went well the first time, so you know they brought it back the soldier salute the donnie brought like all these things for wrestling that we need you know you're helping and your team is helping to provide it so you know if they don't get to see you i just on behalf of everybody thank you for everything that you've done we need more people like you in the sport to help it grow thank you appreciate your time and uh don't ever hesitate to reach out all right you got it um I do. So I'm going to put this out soon so people can get the information on the world cup and everything. Um, But I need uh, to know your walkout song. That's how I introduced my guests. That's awesome. I kind of, that's my, that's crazy because we were just talking yesterday for 20 years. We have, we, our senior team has two questions that always get asked when we interview a person. And one of them, one person wants to know what, what the candidate's spirit animal is what, what <laughs> and mine is always what's your walkout song <laughs> no i know mine uh, okay and it's uh it's it's one that goes back to like saint john and before him because they used it but i don't think there's been a better wrestling walkout song that has existed than johnny cash's god's gonna cut you down, <laughs> cut you down. i just think it's like made for walking out uh, and i just i just love that 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 tune so so uh that would be mine perfect yeah i i'll get this done i'll um and i want to make sure i pronounce it right it's josh shamburger shamburger sham sham burger okay i can remember that like shamburg okay okay shamburg josh shamburger okay and you are the president of think iowa city um any vet organizer? Do you want me, you know, I can say that too, President? Yeah, whatever. Whatever you want to call me. I don't care. I'll be good. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. I will. Yeah, I'll get this out here. Yeah, and I'll look forward to it. Are, do you post it on Twitter? I don't know if I currently follow you on Twitter. That's the only one I'm on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, 
I posted on all my social media. So Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, you know, I drew the whole spiel to get as much publicity what is as your I can. Twitter handle? <clears throat> so it's just Mr. Bachman, all one word, just M-R-B-A-C-H-M-A-N, like Bachman Turner Overdrive. Not Mr. Bachman AP. Nope, just Mr. Bachman. That's all it is. And maybe I don't know if you need to capitalize M and Oh, I see it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. Um all right. I'm following you. Perfect. Thank you. I also it it, that's your only okay. Because I like to post a picture of you know the guest. Oh, okay. Do you have like a picture on or maybe I can snag from somewhere? Yeah. Um yeah, I I don't know if I have one. I like the Iowa State hat in your photo. You know, my my oldest is going to go to Iowa State next year. Oh, really? <laughs> no, it's fine. I, I, I'm not one of those. I'm not one of those that uh, I hate. Yeah, you know, you're, you, I, I I'm like just a fan of the sport. So I still talk to St. John and Metcalf all the time. Mm-hmm. And I want those guys to do well. But yes, exactly. um, I don't know. Uh, maybe I'll I'll see if I can find one here real quick and just uh, maybe send it to you over direct message. Okay. Sounds good. That'd be good. Sounds good. Well, I appreciate you doing this on such short notice. You're and, um, yeah, I'll get this out and it's going to be, it's going to be a blast. So okay. I got my media credentials. So good deal. I go, hopefully you'll be there and check things I'll, out. I'll see you there. Sounds good. All right. Thank bye you, bye. sir. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Tell that midnight rider. Tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Let's Talk Wrestling Podcast. Special thanks to my guest, Josh Schaumberger, for taking the time to sit down and chat with me. Cover art created and designed by Kristen Gill. Please feel free to rate, comment, and subscribe to this podcast. You can also check me out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat to hear more of my content. And as always, be sure to tune in to hear the next guest of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. Lastly, you can find more information about the UWW World Cup, which is taking place December 10th and 11th at Extreme Arena at www.worldcupiowacity.com. Take care, and we will see you next time. Tell them that God's gonna cut you down.